Could I tell you today, there's nobody like Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. There's nobody like Jesus. He's worthy to be praised. We just need to lift Him up and give Him some praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He's a worthy God. He's a God that deserves all praise. Amen. Somebody just needs to praise Him wherever you're at right now. Just give Him some praise. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. When the praises go up, the blessings and the glory begins to come down. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. I, I love to be able to praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Nothing like praising Him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If you have your Bibles and you would turn with us in the book of Deuteronomy, I'd like to read chapter 11, verses 26 through 32. And I'd also like to read also in chapter 12, verses 2 through 5. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 11, verses 26 through 32. And chapter 12, verses 2 through 5. Amen. The Lord loves you today. Hallelujah. He wants to do something special for somebody. If you will just allow Him to do so. I'm excited about the Word of the Lord. I love the Word of God. Amen. It's something great about the Word of the Lord. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 11, beginning with verse 26. Behold, I set before you this day a blessing. And a curse. Could somebody say blessing? And say curse. A blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you this day. And a curse if you will not obey the commandments of the Lord your God, but turn aside out of the way which I command you this day to go after gods which ye have not known. And it shall come to pass when the Lord thy God hath brought thee in unto the land whither thou goest to possess it, that thou shalt put the blessing upon Mount Gerizim and the curse upon Mount Ebel. Are they not on the other side Jordan, by the way where the sun goeth down, in the land of the Canaanites which dwell in the campaign over against Gilgal, beside the plains of Morah. For ye shall pass over Jordan to go and to possess the land which the Lord your God giveth you, and ye shall possess it and dwell therein. And ye shall observe to do all the statutes and judgments which I set before you this day. If you would just turn over to chapter 12, and we'll read verse 2 through 5. Ye shall utterly destroy all the places wherein the nations which ye shall possess serve their gods upon the high mountains and upon the hills and under every green tree. Everybody say every green tree. Amen. And ye shall overthrow their altars and break their pillars, and burn their groves with fire. And ye shall hew down the graven images of their gods, and destroy the names of them out of that place. 
you shall not do so unto the Lord your God, but unto the place which the Lord your God shall choose out of all your tribes to put his name there, even unto the habitation shall you seek, and thither thou shalt come. I would like to speak to you simply this thought, taking care of your blessing. Taking care of your blessing. Would you lift your hands unto the Lord and let's begin to just reach to Him, God. We thank You for Your presence. We thank You for Your Word, God. We thank You for each and every person and every soul, God, that will hear this Word. God, that they would just apply it to their lives and they would just let it establish and create a, a foundation, Lord, in their lives. God, let us, God, do something, Lord, God, that would honor You, God. Let us apply this great, already inspired Word, God, and let it, God, be something that we can feast off of. Let it be something, Lord, that God, that can encourage and lift us up, God, and strengthen our walk with You. We ask this all in Your wonderful and lovely name we pray. If everybody would say in Jesus' name, hallelujah, in Jesus' name, amen. May the Lord just richly bless you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The question is asked, what is a curse? What is a blessing? What is a curse? What is God's curse? What is a blessing? What is God's blessing? Just by definition, without a definition, Many of us, I, I would say, would regard the blessing as being the positive and the blessing being something greater than the curse. We like to talk about the blessing. We don't like to talk about the curse. But there were conditions of the treaty that were understood between God and Israel at this time. My friend, today there are conditions that must be met in our walk with God. That must be understood between God and ourselves. Just as Israel and God came to an agreement, we must come to an agreement with God. In other words, both parties have to agree to terms. It's easy to keep your part of the agreement, that's the blessing. That's from where the blessing comes. But we also know that to break the agreement, that there can bring forth the curse. Disobeying God, not following His Scripture, not following His commandments. We know that the evangelist, the pastor, the teacher can teach us about God and His statutes and how we should live a holy life. Their guidelines, just as uh, our pastors spoke to us on many occasions, that in the sporting world, basketball, football, there are boundary lines for us to follow because if not, they would be running into the stands. But they keep the play. Keep it on the field so that things won't get out of hand. Just as it is on the football field, the lines, the boundary lines, the basketball court, 
just in his guidelines to keep us safe and intact, so is the Word, the principles, the commandments of God that can keep us from going astray. And we all want the blessing, but it's harder to a lot of people to accept the curse. But we know that when a curse comes about, that we can always look back and say, hey, it's because of this I failed to do the part of the agreement that I said that I would do. And of course, there's always the blaming of someone. But God said it's simple. I'll bless you and I'll curse you. The blessing we find would benefit Israel. Just keep the treaty. They would receive land. They would live forever. They would have fruitful crops. They would expel their enemies. If, and that's a big word that should be capitalized, they would just keep the treaty, the agreement with God. The curse would fall on Israel. If they broke their agreement, they would forfeit God's agreement to have His blessings. The curse endangered their crops, endangered the possibility of invasion by the enemy and expulsion from the land in which they were promised. It was something that was reminded to them over and over and over again. When things would get bad and they begin to gripe and complain and struggle, we find that the leaders would say, Hey, look, God said that if we don't do what He said to do, that a curse would come about. But if you do that which He said to do, we would receive a blessing or blessings untold. But yet they would go back and back and forth, worshiping false idols, going against the commandments of the Lord, griping, complaining. I'm going to tell you something today. In taking care of your blessing, we've preached this on many of occasions. We've taught on this on many a message. But let me tell you, the, the, the people of God, once again, listening under the sound of my voice, if you don't get the right attitude, if you don't have love in your heart, if you don't quit griping and complaining about the things that you think ought to be happening or this, you're not going to be able to keep the blessing that God wants to give you. Amen? We need to take care of our blessings. They couldn't cross over and enjoy and benefit from the blessing. Instead, they had to go through the wilderness. They had to go through some difficulties. My friend, I don't know about you, but I have purposed in my mind that I want the blessing. I'm tired of the curse. I'm tired of the disappointments. I'm tired of the de depression. I'm tired of the frustrations of this life. If you want to know how to live for God, just look around and see the world and do the opposite of what they're doing because they're going the total Wrong direction today. My friend, they're going in the direction of the curse. And they're not only going to be cursed uh, by life 
in general, but they're going to be cursed when He's coming, when He comes back to take His bride and calls His church away. We find that there are people of the faith, people that have been filled with the Holy Ghost, people that have taken on the precious name of the Lord. We can walk the walk and talk the talk. We've even got it down as far as our pattern and form of worship. We know what to do as far as living for God is concerned. But when it comes to loving, when it comes to showing kindness to one another, when it uh, comes uh, to uh, complaining and doing all of that which God is not pleased with, we're putting on the curse. Amen. We're putting on the curse. I don't want the curse. I want to take care of my blessing today. Amen. I want to take care of that which God has promised me. And if I'm going to do that... I have got uh, to do what God wants me to do. Amen. I've got uh, to love each and every person. I've got to reach out to somebody who's hurting. I can't look at them and judge them and say, oh, they don't have the best of this. They're poor looking. They don't smell the greatest. They don't look the best. I don't want anything to do with that. We don't have those kind of people in our church. They're the wrong color skin. No, that's going to bring on the curse. I want to love each and every person. I want to reach out to every person because that's my commitment. That's His desire. That's His plan. That's His message. That's what He wants to do. And my friend, if I have to remind you over and over, it's because He has reminded me over and over that, my friend, we must be reminded that to keep the blessing, we have got to hang on and keep God's commandments and put Him first. Amen. Joshua 8 and 34. Joshua reviewed these blessings and curses with the entire nation over and over and over. And afterward, he would read all the words of the law, the blessings and cursings, according to all that is written in the book of the law. He would have to do this over and over and over and over again. After Israel's military victory, Joshua Obey God's commandments. He gathered the people together and reminded them of the laws. God knows that we can forget. It's terrible to say this, but sometimes we can let the cares and affairs of this world interfere with what we're supposed to be doing with God. When it comes time to worship God, we can let the day affect how we worship God. But that's not taking care of the blessing. Taking care of the blessing is putting God first, walking through those doors, entering His gates with praise and thanksgiving, and entering His gates, His courts with praise, and forgetting about all that happened today, and putting Him first, putting Him at the top of the pedestal, so to speak. But we forget many times because we come in tired, and I know that each and every one of us, the flesh can set in, and yes, we work hard, we do all that we can, and we come to the place of worship, but it's a shame that the man of God, just as Joshua did, has to remind us, come on church, come on people, lift your hands, come on, stand up, let's worship God, let's get behind the song leader, let's begin to sing praise. We cheerlead. We get up and do this over and over and over and over again. Joshua's tired of telling them the laws. By this time, they should have known what the law and the commandments were of God over and over because it had been read and it had been interpreted 
It had been recited. It was even written in the form and the fashion in which they would, would know the law and be committed to it. But yet God knows that we can forget and we have to be reminded we need to be reminded. We can easily forget the pastor, the evangelist, the man of God reminds us every service behind this sacred desk. Thank God for the Word. Thank God for the house of God. Thank God for true worship. Thank God for holiness. Thank God for the anointing in our lives. The man of God is not just saying some words or preaching a pretty sermon to us. A true man of God will remind us of the curse or of the blessing. Remind me of the consequences of the curse. I have to know what could possibly happen. Amen. We need to remind the church in the day and age that there is a hell. That they can go to that place that is prepared. That the, they say are having, is having to be enlarged because so many are going there. My friend, let us never get so comfortable with our messages that we preach a pretty sermon about heaven and forget about hell. My friend, I don't like to talk about it either, but it's good to let somebody know ahead of time a place that is being prepared for them that we don't want to go to. Remind me of the curse if I don't worship. Remind me of the curse if I don't give to God and my tithing and offerings. Remind me of the curse if I don't be an example uh, that I should be. Remind me of the curse if I complain and gossip and poor mouth. Remind me of the curse if I become unfaithful to His house. Remind me also of my blessing. Amen. This is the part we like to jump in. It's the part we want to take care of. Amen. We want to take care of the blessing. Remind me of my blessing when I remain holy and faithful to God. Remind me when I live according to His Word. Remind me of the blessing when I do that which is required of me. Joshua reminded them, just as we are, reminded by the man of God. We, like the Israelites, need to review what God says, reading His Word, is our constant reminder of who God is and what we can become. God offered the Israelites a choice between blessings and curses. Most of them, through their disobedience, chose the curse. I don't want the curse today. I want to take care. Of the blessing. We have a choice today. The same fundamental choice today. We can live for ourselves or live in service to God. John 5 and 24 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come unto condemnation, but is passed from death into life. Everlasting life, living forever with God. When we repent and ask the Lord to forgive us of our sins and say you're sorry, we take on His name in baptism and we receive His gift, which is the Holy Ghost speaking with other tongues, that heavenly language. An agreement takes place to obey God, to turn from sin and accept the blessing. And at that moment, new life will begin in you. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17, Therefore, if any man be uh, in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. A brand new person. A brand new life. A life that counts. A reformed, rehabilitated, re-educated individual. 
living in union with Christ. Colossians 2, 6-7 As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk ye in Him, rooted and built upon in Him, establishing the faith as you have been taught. Talking about abounding therein with thanksgiving. Taking care of the blessing. We take care of the blessing when, when taking over a nation. God gave Israel a blessing. God said that you can keep it as long as you get rid of the, some things, the, some of the things that are in the nation that you take over. We find that the Israelites will destroy every heathen, altar, and idol in the land. Not just some, but everyone. If they wanted a blessing. I'm talking about taking care of the blessing. God said, I'll give you the nation. I'll make you a conqueror and a ruler over your enemies. But when you take over, and you become the supreme ruler, and you're a conqueror, then you need to get rid of the, the idols, the heathen altars in the land. Not just a few. But everyone getting and taking care of the blessing means leaving some things or getting rid of some things. God knew it would be easy for them to change their beliefs if they use their altars. So nothing was to remain that might tempt them to worship. My friend, we ourselves must take care of our blessing. We must find and remove sinners of false worship in our lives. My friend, they might be activities, attitudes, sore feelings, possessions, relationships, places, hindrances, Habits, opinions, laziness, etc., etc. Anything that tempts us to turn our hearts from God and serving Him and being true to Him and His Word. Anything that would cause us to do wrong or harm to our brothers and sisters and not being loving. And kind to those around us will cause us to lose out the blessing. You're never too spiritual or too strong to be tempted. Israel learned this lesson. God separated Himself and His people from practices of heathen. And Canaan and pagan sacrifices could be carried out anywhere in any way. But Israel, the Israelites, were to worship one God one way at one specified place. Quality. Control. Keeping people from falling in their own ways of worship. Their own ways of slipping in into idolatry. When we get away from God's ways and in, we find ourselves getting out of His presence. We fall into our own ways and our ideas and feelings. 
And God's ways don't seem to matter anymore. We let personal opinions and situations. There's a lot of people today have their own belief. I'll do it my way. But my friend, if you don't do it God's way, you're not taking care of the blessing. But you're bringing on the curse. You're, uh, uh, you're rubbing shoulders with the curse that's about to come upon you and your family. My friend, a disobedient person toward God or the man of God, they won't worship. They won't live right. They won't give to God. They won't be faithful. They fall prey to their own ways. Jacob was born as an answer to a prayer. And on the wings of a promise, Genesis 33 and 24, we find, And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. Jacob was promised of God to be the blessing of Israel. He was promised this through him and not his twin brother Esau. Jacob means to grab. He had a choice of curse or blessing. He was cursed by stealing his brother's blessing. Laban manipulated him into staying for his daughter Rachel's hand in marriage. He was still blessed of God. And finally began to make use of his name. He began to grab his blessing. He knew how to take care of it because he wouldn't let go. He took care of his blessing. When he grabbed an angel, he wasn't going to lose what God had promised him. He was persistent. God encourages us to be persistent as well. Strong character results from struggling under tough conditions. Results of those who take care of their blessing is a new name. Abraham, Sarah, and Peter were results of this. His new name, Israel, the prince who struggles with God and prevails. We make up our mind that we are going to live for God. We reach the point of coming to an agreement. An agreement to obey God. To turn from sin. To choose the blessing and not the curse. And taking care of the blessing that God has given us, we must take on a new name. No man can see the face of God without dying. Jacob saw God face to face. He wrestled Him to keep His blessing. Because Jacob saw Him, he had to die. God changed His name to Israel. Prince with power. With God, with men. When we repent of our sins, we acknowledge that we've done wrong. We are baptized in His name and filled with the Holy Ghost. We have a name change from Jacob to Israel. We take a, a, on a new name. Peter said in closing, tonight, Acts 2 and 40, taking care of your blessing. Take care of it. Save yourself from this untoward generation. Continue living for God. Keep wrestling with the world. Don't let them take your blessing from you. Hold up to your agreement with God. 
It's easy to receive the promise. God said He would do it. He said the promise is to you and to me and to all others, as many are far off, even your children and their children and their children. But it's difficult in keeping it. We can get the promise. He promised us that He would send down a Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. We receive the Spirit of the Lord, which will change our lives and direct our paths and give us power. The Bible says that the Holy Ghost is joy, unspeakable and full of glory. That should tell it all right there. My friend, if you've got the Holy Ghost, then you've got joy in your life. If you come to church and you're happy in the Lord, you're excited and ready to worship you don't criticize and worry about who's here and who's not here and what somebody's not doing here and what they should be doing. You need to be wor- worrying about what you're doing if you want to take care of the blessing. But the Holy Ghost is joy. And you should have some joy showing in your life. When you walk out of the doors and there's problems facing you the next day on Monday, on Tuesday, or whatever day of the week, if you walk out the doors and a problem just stares you face to face and confronts you, my friend, you should still have the joy of the Holy Ghost in your life to look at that problem and that trial and say, hey, in taking care of the blessing, you got to go through some things. And i got to take my stand for Jesus. I'm going to put uh, Him first in my life because when I put Him first, He'll take complete control. He'll take charge of the situation. And it's my faith that I can step out on and just believe that the miracle will come to pass. And when that happens, the joy of the Lord will be on you. And it's unspeakable and full of glory. Some people only get happy and get excited about God when they're in service worshiping. But my friend, there's going to be days when you can't worship God, that you need somebody to pray for you, that you're down and out and frustrated, you're flat, just burnt out on life's uh, situations, you don't have anybody to turn to, maybe you don't have a friend in the world, your family has let you down, but my friend, you've got to keep wrestling for the blessing. You've got to hang on to it. You've got to take care of the blessing today, because if it gets away, just as it did Jacob, then you're going to lose out on what God has promised. And tonight, somebody needs to grab a hold of your blessing and not let go. Because once you let go, the curse is wanting to grab a hold of you. And my friend, I don't want a curse. I don't want something that is going to distract the blessing of God that He has to offer. He's promised us that He would give us that which we've asked for. But we've got to have the faith. We've got to have the trust and the faith in in, in our God that He is real today. My friend, hang on to the blessing. Hang on to what God has to offer you today. Would you stand today? Hallelujah. God wants to give you that which He has promised. He said you got to you receive it. The promise is yours. I'll give it to you. But you got to you got to keep it. You got to keep it. You got to save yourself. I'll save you. I'll go to the cross and die for you. I'll get up out of the grave for you. I'll send down my spirit, my comforter, which is the Holy Ghost. You can repent in an altar, and I'll fill you with my spirit. I'll dwell within you. You can take on my name in baptism. I'll give you that. That's the promise. But you've got to take care of your blessing now. You've got to save yourself from this untoward generation. You do that by making a commitment to me. By turning away from sin. Hallelujah.
Somebody today just needs to turn from some things. Second Chronicles 2 and 4 talks about, Behold, I build a house to the name of the Lord my God to dedicate it to Him and to burn before the sweet incense and for the continual showbread and for the burnt offerings, morning and evening and on the Sabbaths and on the new moons and on the solemn feast of the Lord our God. This is the ordinance forever to Israel. David wanted to build a temple for God. Everybody wants to build. Amen. Everybody wants to to do something for God. Everybody wants to be a part of something that's taking place. They want to benefit out of the excitement and the fact that they're building and doing something, working for the Lord. But my friend, you're going to go through situations where you just don't feel like it. But somebody today, in taking care of the blessing, you do the building, you do the labor, you go through the difficulty, you go through the frustration. But then you get to benefit from the worshiping, lifting up praises unto the Lord, doing all the great things that God said He would do. But you're still going to go through some trials. You're still going to go through some moments that just can't seem to hardly get through. But God said He would be with us. And I just read that scripture where it said that, Behold, I built a house to the name of the Lord, my God, to dedicate it to Him and to burn before Him sweet incense. To take care of the blessings, we've got to continue building on what God has for us in His Word. Our praise and our worship, calling on His name, dedicating to Him our lives, our work, our cause, everything about us. Why don't you come today? Somebody wants to come and take care of their blessing today. Somebody wants to come and build a house. Somebody today wants to build on their future. Somebody today, the angels up here, getting ready to make an exit. But you need to grab a hold of them and say, hey, look, I need a name change around here. Amen. I need a name change. I'm tired of this old self. I'm tired of my my old name, Jacob. I'm tired of just being same old, same old. I want a name change. Let me grab a hold of this blessing and not let go. And when you do, you're going to see God face to face. And He's going to change your name. And you're going to be called Israel, Prince with power, with God, with men. And you're going to be victorious. Isn't that what it, that's what repentance and being filled with the Holy Ghost is all about? And taking on the, the, the name of Jesus in baptism? Because when you take on His name, you're saying, I'm not letting go of this blessing, this wonderful thing that you've given me. And with that, you get a name change. Why don't you come today? Come today. Hallelujah. Come. Come to 
the place up here where you can just wrestle and not let go of the blessing. Somebody's going to take care of the blessing today. Somebody don't want the curse today. Save yourself from this untoward generation. Come on. Come on as they come. Hallelujah. Somebody today. Somebody. Come on now. Somebody today. Somebody is taking care of the blessing today. I don't want to lose it. I don't want to lose it. I want to hang on to it. I want to hang on to it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Come on. Come on. Come on, he's a worthy God today. Praise him. Come on, hallelujah. He's worthy. Jesus is worthy too. 